Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, it says it's look, 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 looky, looky. Shame on you. I gotta do it again. You happy? Do it again. Do it again. Take two. All right. You ready? Yeah. You sure? Just do the damn thing. Welcome to Slasher Radio. It's your boy Bones, and I'm joined, as always, by Cat and Rob. What's going on, guys? I was good until you got all rude. I mean, dude, I'm, it's the one part. You know, like, you had a damn. All right, fine. Cat, you see what you did there? No, I missed it. Oh, what? Damn. She's Sorry. not even paying attention over there. I wasn't paying attention. What, are you drinking box wine again? I, I was mixing drinks. <laughs> what are you mixing over there? I've got Dr. Pepper and vodka. Ooh. Oh, you're looking to hurt yourself tonight. Okay, <laughs> I respect that. Does Does Dr. Pepper go good with vodka? Uh, yeah, I really like... My favorite is Dr. Pepper and cherry vodka. Oh, yes. Very nice. But mm. uh, right now I'm just kind of trying to take out some of the... We've got like a bunch of almost empty liquor bottles in the house, so... <laughs> it didn't take much for you to volunteer to end that problem, huh? Yeah, I'm just like yeah. trying to take care of it. We need the shelf space. It's like, I got that one. No problem. <laughs> you know what goes really good with vodka? Uh, orange soda. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a big vodka guy. I don't know why. I used to, when I was, I went through phases with liquor. Yeah. And when I was like, you know, between 18 and about 20 something, early 20s, all vodka. I had bottles, me and Bobby had bottles of Ciroc lined up, like everything. They kept the empty bottles. I can't do it anymore, man. Vodka yeah. hurts. Yeah. yeah. I've never been much of a vodka guy. Yeah, I moved on to Hennessy. And uh, the last few years, I've been heavy on Patron. Well, not heavy, I've, but I've been <laughs> my preferred drink is Patron. Yeah, yeah, I like Patron. Patron is good. Yeah. Hennessy's still good too. Now I- I'll still crack that Hennessy. I do need to get more Hennessy actually. Yeah, I might do that tomorrow. Anyway, guys, we are back this week. But as as excited as I am to talk about this movie that we got lined up, um, a little behind the scenes, we actually know what we're doing next week. Oh. I mean, sort of. Kind of. When we're done fighting about it, we know what we're doing next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of us may, one, two, or all of us may not be here next week. I don't know. <laughs> turned into more problematic shit than anything. But uh, Rob actually had a good idea. Uh, it, it was actually a teamwork idea, which is nice. Like, we built off it nicey nice. And with March Madness coming around, we're going to do like a little horror bracket. Bracket, uh, breaking down villains and all kinds of slashers and kind of um, mm-hmm. tournament style that shit and come up with an ultimate winner. Yep, somebody's gonna win the Rob Cup. Not call it the oh, Rob. I Cup. thought that's what we all agreed on. No, you oh, said oh, it. And <laughs> that was it. Well, I thought it was a good idea. We do gotta come up with a cool name for it though. 
Uh, I don't know. What goes good with Rob? You guys worry about naming it. I'll worry about choosing the slashers. Oh, God. I'm scared. <laughs> I feel like that's where I'm really going to shine in this. <laughs> yeah, the list still being worked up. Right now, we're looking at 32. I could definitely yeah. see this being expanded, but <laughs> right now, we're at 32. So we're squeezing, we're trying to squeeze in. Dude, you know, in complete honesty, I was like, man, 32 is a lot to come up with. And now it's like we're taking people off the list. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was afraid that was going to happen. Feel free to write in and comment if you would rather have more obscure slashers or if you would rather have people that aren't really slashers at all but look kind of cool. That was a big time shot at me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Just like that, cat. That easy. Wow. Uh, blame the vodka. <laughs> And I, uh, she's right. She's right. I, yeah, she is right. But damn, man, just right on the ass on that one. I had to take it. Okay. My God. Um. Yeah. So that's fun. I and it's cool because we'll be able to get you know uh quite a few episodes out of this. So there'll be one, two, three, probably at least three episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine we could we could do that. You guys, know, you guys know Freddy's going to win it all, right? Mm. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. It, it'll depend very strongly on whether or not we go, like, who would win in a battle royale situation or who's the coolest. Because Freddy, I, I can see winning, like, a, a who's the coolest, who's the fan favorite category. But, like, I seriously, if it's a battle situation, you never, never vote against a Cenobite. Ever. Yeah. Mm. Or or a tire. Oh dear God, <laughs> that tire is going to be a first round. You see, that's the shame of it, Cat. Like you're saying, all these gold, these I... cool characters, and we got to have a fucking tire sitting <laughs> taking up a whole spot. Damn it! Mm. But I don't. Know, I, I think a who would win would be fair. You know, it's like whoever's matched up against each other for that round. And that bracket, whoever wins in that fight would be, I think, the most fair. Yeah, I think so, too. I Well, then we already know who wins, is the thing. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. <sighs> Pinhead. Well, you know, see, I knew, I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and I, I obviously knew I was going to pick Freddy. There wasn't a question for that. I knew the cat was going to pick Pinhead. I, I'm pretty sure Rob will pick Jason, but I don't know if he'll pick Myers. Like... You know, Rob, who's your 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 front runner for this? Jason. Uh, it would be Jason. See, um, and here's here's the thing is that like I like Freddy as a character the best out of those three, but there's already been canonical proof that Freddy doesn't beat Jason. Jason doesn't beat Freddy either. He came a whole hell of a lot closer. <laughs> no, we don't know that. Kind I of. always say I believe the final shot of him carrying Freddy's head is pretty like even pretty with close. the wing. It's Yeah, but pretty close. Yeah. I'm saying if you have a fight, right? And there's not really a winner, but one guy has a body <laughs> and the other guy's just a head, you could pretty much say that the guy who's a whole body came closer to winning. Absolutely not. I say the guy who smile even though he's just ahead in that moment being carried by his opponent who can smile and wink tells you oh i got this motherfucker where i want him he ain't gonna be smiling and winking when his head is right next to mrs Voorhees' head well it wasn't 
It absolutely was. Freddy always has a plan, man. Freddy's ready to go. The other thing is that sharks don't sleep. I think Santa Jaws could win. Oh, Jesus. That's another <laughs> one that's taking up a whole slot for no reason. Don't even it's, get me started. This bracket's causing problems. <laughs> it's a good bargaining chip. Like, I can back down on Santa Jaws if Rob can relinquish the tire. That's not going to happen. No, <laughs> nope, that's never happening. Well, I tried. That, that was my end game. Was... <laughs> Santa Jaws was going to be a bargaining chip, but... Yeah, she, Kat's whole fucking... <laughs> whole stance on Santa Jaws is just to bring down rubber, ultimately. That's, I, I can respect that. Yeah, but I like Santa Jaws, too, so I'm cool with him being in there. Or with her. It's a her. It is a her. <laughs> yeah. And as Kat said, we need more females in the bracket. We do need we more. Do. Yeah. We need more women. We do. Like we do. Santa Jaws. Yeah. That's... There's not enough women killers in movies. I was... <laughs> Suggesting a bunch in the chat. <laughs> yeah, but th- you, there's really not though. I mean, like you know, a lot of I didn't even know who some of those were. You know, and that's the shame of it. You know, like there definitely should be more um, front row female killers. And like I truly think I don't know why. Well, I mean, I guess I do know why. But Eileen Warnos would have been really cool to bring into theaters. You know. Well, they did with Monster. Yeah, yeah but. I mean, it wasn't a horror movie or anything. Right. Yeah. It was that weird movie where they made Charlize Theron ugly for some reason. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, uh, that, that, that was a missed opportunity for sure. There's, there's been a bunch of them. Yeah, definitely need that. Yeah. Um, we need to talk to everybody about the jump because the balls are back in town. Yeah, they are. Say everybody haven't seen my balls, they're big and salty and brown. If you ever need a quick, pick me up, just stick my balls in your mouth. Don't forget, guys, go to manscaped.com. You can go over there. You can get yourself a lot of tools to freshen yourself up, crimp yourself up, make sure that you get everything right down below. And you can save some money. You can go to manscaped.com and use the fansided 20 promo code and get yourself 20% off and free shipping on your entire order. Not one thing, not select things, the whole damn shebang. You get 20% off that bitch. It's quite a deal. Yeah, it is. You can head on over there, get yourself the lawnmower 3.0. That is a trimmer for you nuts, and it's got skin-safe technology to prevent you from uh, nicking your jimmies. I mean, it's waterproof. It's got an LED light. Uh, it's got a charging stand. I don't know what more you would want for something to shave your nuts. No, it's an excellent product, and uh, you know. Also, keep in mind, guys, we're coming up now where the weather's going to change. It's going to start getting warmer outside, you know. And you're going to want to impress the ladies by wearing those really tight, short, short shorts, you know. You want to make sure everything looks good. Are you, are you mankinis? No, you know, like the '80s NBA basketball shorts. As our resident Uh-oh. lady, uh, don't do that. But manscaped <laughs> is good. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just saying that's how you that's how you attract the women. No, 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 no. <laughs> Is Rob really telling a woman how, how to attract women? I, I don't think. Well, that's clearly correct. she doesn't know. <laughs> oh my god! I, don't think um, that's, uh, I think maybe I might know a little bit better in this <laughs> one situation. How many women have you dated, Cat? Probably more than you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So you can, you can 
believe it. You can get the, the lawnmower 3.0. You can get yourself the crop preserver, which is a deodorant for your nuts. It, guys, it, if you look at anything else, you just got these stimulus checks, you fuckers. If you're buying anything, I don't care, TV, fucking phone, anything that you're buying does not surpass deodorant for your balls. Believe me. It's one of those things I laughed at. haha, ha, deodorant for your nuts. Uh, that's cool. And then I used it, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And the whole day, I, I, I just felt like a whole new guy the whole day. And ever since then, Manscaped had sent us over a couple of things to try. And I, I, ever since then, I've been buying it on my own. I mean, I, I just can't. It, it's like deodorant for me, regular deodorant. I, I can't go with that. Yeah, and how dare you spend that stimulus money on a PS5 when you're sitting there with smelly balls? <laughs> Facts, dude. Yeah, you, and you're making your couch stank because you got your nuts sitting on the couch. You're 100% right. Yeah, if you're, you're buying... I don't know why you'd buy a PS5. You'd probably be getting the new Xbox. But either way, you know, tomato, tomato. Uh, yeah, you, you need to be taking care of your junk. You can also get the Crop Reviver, which is a spray for your nuts. So... If you're out, we were talking about man bags and stuff and fanny packs before we started recording. Keep the crop reviver in there. If you're feeling a little, you know, under the weather, under the belt, you can go in the bathroom, spray them down real quick. Good as new for the rest, rest of the day. Yeah, that is that is true. And you even got the, that travel bag we've talked about before. Right? That thing is a lifesaver. Yeah, that's a nice bag. It's a very nice bag. It's roomy. It's it's fashionable. It's not like you're you know throwing some neon yellow bag out of your thing. Like oh, what the hell is that? It's, it's very. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Stylish. Uh, so, so it's very. It's like a sleek but rugged look to it a little bit. Yeah. yeah very manly. Yeah, indeed. Makes me want to go chop down a tree when I see it. <laughs> I'm very proud of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a really nice bag. They call it the Travel Shed, which is the names of these things are phenomenal in themselves, though. By the way, but yeah, uh, go to manscaped.com and not for nothing, guys. You're gonna help us out too by doing this. You're gonna help yourself out. You're gonna help us out. Everybody wins. We've said it before. If you're on the fence, j- just do it. Just give us give it a chance. Say fuck it. And just give it a chance and try it. If you don't like it, you that's it. You know, what, what, you, you wasted a couple bucks and, you know, you're smelling better. God forbid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, spend that stimulus check on Manscaped and tiny, tiny short shorts. <laughs> but only one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. If you get the tiny, tiny short shorts, you're going to need the Manscaped. That, that was, was not the one I was endorsing. <laughs> I was definitely endorsing <laughs> Manscaped. Yeah. Well, if, if anyone does choose those, you're going to need the Manscaped for that. <laughs> Man, could you imagine somebody having a bush that would... Oh, God. Just sticking out the top of those nut huggers? Oh, I was thinking at the bottom. But yeah, that, that's probably a little more feasible. Yeah, <laughs> crawling out of there. Oh, man. If I ever seen someone wearing one of those and they had something crawling out neither top nor bottom, I I might just tackle them to the ground shaving myself. I ain't touching them. <laughs> no, I would just take matters in my own hands and do God's work at that point, man, because something needs to be done. Question, yeah. in this situation, are you already at the bus station or... Uh, <laughs> wherever I see them. It's an on-site thing. If I have to look at that, you're getting taken down. You're getting shaped. Point blank period. Gotcha, bitch! 
Uh, but yeah, fansided twenty is the promo code, guys. If you're gonna if you're gonna check it out, you know, it, we we've used it. You know, we wouldn't be telling you guys to go check it out if we didn't endorse it ourselves and believe it in ourselves. And uh, yeah, so go if you do go go and pick something up, use that fansided twenty to save yourself. Yeah, go do it. Don't be a dumbass. <laughs> great joke. Great way to talk to this. They need they need somebody to lead them. Anyway. Not huggers. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Um guys, we don't have a voicemail this week, but we do have a text message. Oh, I don't like the text messaging. Why not? Call in or leave me alone. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> man up and don't be a coward. Wow. Thanks for well, sending us a text to Slasher Radio. <laughs> I know, right? It's appreciated. Ignore Rob. You lazy bastard. <laughs> Pick up a phone. I cannot wait until Rob finds out who this text message is from. Anyway, you can call the show or text the show. You trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The number is 917-397-KILL. That's a 917-397-5455. You can call us up with any horror-related topic, anything related to the show, anything at all. If you just want to vent about something horror-related, you can call us up, leave a message, and we'll play it on the show, and we'll discuss it and uh, give our, our views on it. <laughs> After Rob uh, went and gave his opinion on lazy and all that stuff about text messages, uh, this text message is from Mrs. Cat's mom. Mrs. Valor, pick up the phone and call somebody. Come on. <laughs> I expect, that, <laughs> I expect better out of you. Yeah, her legal name is Mrs. Cat's mom. <laughs> right, it's on her birth certificate, Rob. Come on. <sighs> I'm disappointed, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I am a little bit too, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I did like hearing from Mrs. Cat's mom. And, yeah. you know, this is nice too, but I'm still waiting for the bloodshed. One day, we're gonna say something, Rob, and she's gonna fucking snap. I don't know. I mean, it might be now. I just called her lazy. It might, it might be now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Mrs. Cat's mom said, dudes and cat, the only way Shape of Water is a horror <laughs> film is if you count the humans as the monsters. You cannot just put a creature in a film and have it be a creature feature. It doesn't work. It is a horror movie. <laughs> There's a monster in it. <laughs> but, but we can't get into that because then, you know, any Hugh Jackman movie is a horror movie. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Good point. No, well, the humans are monsters in that movie, though. Rob, when are you going to let this one go? Uh, no, I have let it go. Other people keep bringing it up. I'm fine to let you guys be wrong. It's okay. When are you going to admit it? It's not a horror. Dude, it's not a horror movie. Oh, it's a horror movie. You, you guys just need to open up your mind and expand and understand that horror can be a, a many different things. You just need to admit, like, there's nothing wrong with liking romance movies. I don't, I, I don't know do. what you're talking about. <laughs> I like it. I can admit it. It is a romance movie. And I, I was hoping to hate the damn thing. I really was because of you. And I, I, I've watched see, it three see, times. That, your whole attitude is the problem. <laughs> but I, at least I can admit when I'm wrong. I, I, I've, like I said, I watched it three times. I, I admit when I'm wrong. I'm just, it never happens. Oh my God. Sweet Jesus. Shame on you. Shame on you for lying in front of Jesus like that. Mm -mm. But, um, yeah, I, Mrs. Cat's mom is right. 
It's not a horror movie. Phenomenal movie. Uh, as much as it pains me to say. Phenomenal movie. But, Rob, it, come on, man. Just let it go. Just admit it. It's fine. It's fine. It, but, you know, it's the best movie ever made and a great horror movie. I, like I, I, Dude, I, the second time, I watched it the first time, and I was just going to see how it was. Like, I didn't even have the horror movie thing in mind. And I, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually a really good movie. And I got caught up in it. And then I'm like, at the end, I'm sitting there, and the credits are going. I'm like, wait a minute. This was not a horror movie. And then the second time I watched it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to look for it. Dude, there was very little, very, like, minuscule. It's there. That's all I got to say. And I'm disappointed in Cat's mom for having a bad opinion and not calling to state it. <laughs> wow. He doubled down on that. <laughs> he sure did. Wow. Rob, you got balls, okay. I think he's going to the grave with this one, Cat. <laughs> I don't understand why this is... You know, we all have those hills that we'll die on. I don't understand why this is Rob's, but, you know. I don't either. It just is what it is, guys. I know what I know. Cat definitely was right. It is because he doesn't want his favorite movie to be a romance. It has to be it. It's not a romance <laughs> movie. You guys, that's crazy. Listen, it was. it's hard, you know, when you're a horror fan and you end up really liking a romance movie. You don't really <laughs> want to own up to it. I've I've been there. I get it, but I've come to terms with all of mine. You guys are both getting real close to 24 hours punishment. <laughs> like, it's okay for me to like horns. That's a romance movie. And, you know, it's okay. To like I don't what? I know what that is. Horns. Oh, the Daniel Radcliffe movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. It's a romance movie. <laughs> like, it's okay. See? Rob knows it and has seen it. Think? It's like, yeah, it's an okay movie. Look at that. <laughs> all right guys i i don't think rob's letting up on that so uh mrs cats and mom we appreciate you trying as you can see we've been trying we just all have to you know move on with this one without rob that's all we gotta do you guys go ahead and be wrong it's fine train is leaving the station rob's sitting there all on his all alone on his island with shape of water um anyway so do you guys want to get into the news yeah, let's do the news. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. Okay, we got a good amount of news here. Uh, Kat, you ready to spend some money? I'm ready. Oh, yeah, I wanted to go into the news section. I'm recording this uh, in my new t-shirt. <laughs> oh, oh, you saw, damn it. <laughs> what is this new t-shirt? It is the Willy's Wonderland t-shirt. <laughs> oh, man. So annoying. <laughs> Where did you get one of those? From the website, the official merch page. So annoying. <laughs> Why, were you able to get one yet? No. Oh, man. <laughs> I keep hoping they'll put more up for sale, but it still says sold out. I picture Rob, like, constantly refreshing the website <laughs> just all day. Uh, I may or may not check it a couple of times a day. <laughs> How much does it annoy you that Cat has that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking oh. of reaching... Yeah, what, what am I spending money on now? <laughs> okay, th this is one you have to have, Cat. Okay. There's no way you're going to be able to turn this one down. 
Okay. Jason takes Manhattan's coming to soundtrack. Oh, okay, so I don't need my oh, wallet. No. I'm just gonna put that away. <laughs> what do you mean? What? <laughs> it's a limited edition CD. Because everyone uses those, you know. <laughs> what would I play it on? <laughs> I don't know. But La La Land Records is uh, working on this one. And, I, you know, I, oh, I'm still mad at Rob. Because he did not fucking tell me. He, t- he shows me all this other shit that he knows I'm not going to be interested in from Waxworks with these records. Jason takes Manhattan. He doesn't mention to me. I thought you'd know it was there. I mean, <laughs> I don't even like the movie and I knew it was there. And you didn't think me not saying anything about it? Like, you know I would say something. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I don't know what you got going on in your life, Mikey. Um, I got Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Uh, is this the uh, soundtrack or is it the score? Um, it said music composed and performed by Fred Mullen. Okay, Mullen. so that's probably uh, the score. Yeah, music from Motion Picture. Okay, so I would imagine it's the score. And I just I, there's that one uh, song that's on there. I can't remember the name of it now. That is like some cheesy '80s song uh, that I was, was hoping might be on there because I don't think that's on the Waxwork thing. Well, just 2,000 copies of this is being made. And to be honest, I might buy this fucking thing. Let me see if it's... What are you going to do with a CD? I don't know. It's, it just have it. <sighs> I don't know why they're releasing it on a CD. That's so weird. That is really bizarre, but they're doing it, damn it. And I, I would have bought the damn vinyl had somebody told me about it. They'll repress it. They always repress their Friday stuff. Well, I'm wait- you know what? Then I'll wait for that. Even though this is limited edition, but... It might be a while, but they will repress it. Damn it. You know, like I ended up getting the Rob Zombie Halloween. Very happy with that, by the way. But, I mean, damn it, Rob. I would have much rather have that Jason Takes Manhattan. Right? It looks way cooler. Yeah. I, you, you like the Rob Zombie thing, though? I do very much. I got it in the mail today. Uh-huh. And uh, I had a really, 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 really old uh, record player in my basement. And my grandmother just so happened to stop by today. I said, you know what? Let me let me dig this thing out and let's see if it works. And let's listen to some Rob Zombie, Grandma. <laughs> she, she was very into it, into the, the well before she listened to it. But uh, the record player was a bitch to get to work, and I finally got it to work, and it, it worked for like you know a couple minutes, skipped constantly, so I didn't really get to enjoy it very much. But. Um, I did play that one a little bit, and I played my uh, Crypt Keeper jams. Yeah. And man, let me tell you this. I've never heard this before until today. And a little bit I was able to get from it on this broken old-ass player. The Crypt Keeper was spitting bars on that thing, dude. <laughs> no bullshit. Like, I was sitting there like, this is really fucking good. Well, you got to get that. Uh, you got to get a turntable yeah. or get that one fixed or something. Nah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do one. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably what I would do. Because uh, who knows? I mean, depending on how old that thing is, it could. You could be any number of things wrong with it. It's probably a good sixty years old pyramid. Yeah, yeah. You so. know, I mean, it could be something simple, or it could be, you know. Eh, I don't know. I the problem was, you know, you know, it's hilarious. It's one of those that has the FM AM on it also. Uh-huh. And when I turned it on, it was on the radio, and I was fucking with the FM dial just to see if I could hear anything. Uh-huh. And Cardi B came on. 
<laughs> that fucking record player never in a million years thought it would be playing wet ass <laughs> which is gonna have to be bleep now <laughs> so it was ridiculous uh, I looked at it and said oh you poor thing you that's probably why it stopped working <laughs> Cardi B finally killed it but um yeah so I, I did end up buying that and uh yeah I mean oh I'm real close to buying this guys you think it'll repress, Rob? Seriously? I do think it'll repress, but it might be a while. I'm going to wait. Because they, they um, I mean, the last, I'm trying to think. I mean, they, they have repressed almost all of the stuff that they've released from Friday. All right. But it might take a while. See, this is like, this is limited edition, but it's like, you know, just the CD is the only limited edition part of it, I would imagine. Yeah. Anyway, your cat, you're not buying that one, huh? No. No. I, I have a CD collection, but my CD player broke 10 years ago, and I never replaced it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, my, my CD collection, the one that I have, is, like, already kind of useless. Um, I, the vinyl, uh, I would be a little bit more tempted by, because, like, I still listen to vinyls, but also, I can't imagine wanting to sit down and listen to the score for... Jason takes Manhattan. Like I just, I don't know why you would. I can't imagine that situation coming up. <laughs> I, it, you know, I could get the CD. I would be bumping that bitch in my car. <laughs> but I would definitely be playing that. But not in all honesty, though, <laughs> that Crypt Keeper thing. If I could get that in my car, I would a hundred percent no bullshit play that. No yeah. Doubt. Sunroof open and all, no bullshit. <laughs> that he was. Shout out to John Casey, man. That was impressive. Anyway, next up, Blumhouse and Epics are partnering for an eight-movie deal. And that's going to be starting up in December with House on the Bayou. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, we all love Blumhouse and everything's great with them. But Epics is it's a weird partnership to me. Epics is, uh, they're swinging. They're trying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they made that deal to get um, St. Maud. That movie uh, was released through them. Um, yeah, their name can, comes up quite a bit. Uh, but, you know, uh, I don't I don't have it. And I burned my free trial to watch St. Maud, so I probably won't be able to see these. <laughs> Just make a new email. That's what it's yeah, I mean, I guess I could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Promoting pirating. There we go. Um... You know who I think would be a good Blumhouse partnership? IFC. Yeah. They have some cool shit that comes out, and it's like, you get a gem every now and then from IFC. Really? Yeah, and IFC does a pretty good job. What's their, is it IFC Midnight? Is that what their horror yeah. label or whatever it's called? We actually uh, worked with them briefly with that movie Pledge, and... Uh, yeah, we had some actors from that thing. And it's like, I went into it, you know, we had to do it. Like, IFC contacted us, and, you know, we can't say no. Right. So, uh, we ended up doing it. And I, I'm not going to lie, like, I did go into it going, Jesus Christ. Like, it's a bunch of kid actors, and I was like, God damn. And I actually liked the movie a lot. Like, I was very surprised, and I checked out more IFC Midnight stuff after that. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, obviously hit or miss, but the hits were really good. I'll give them that. Yeah, they they have, they do a pretty good job. Yeah, Kat, do you have any strong opinions on Epic? Uh, no, not really. All right, perfect. 
It's epics, dude. I, I, I seen that and I was like, really? <laughs> epics? Yeah, they're trying. Yeah, they they definitely. I, if they, however, they swung this deal, they're definitely benefiting from this way more than Blumhouse. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I wonder, I wonder if Epics ever tried to fight the CEO of the company or anything. No, there's no way. No, no, whatever. Uh, Same uh-uh. thing like that. Wouldn't matter. He wouldn't take him up on it anyway. Still haven't heard from him. <laughs> Either that or kick their ass. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Ronald DeFeo Jr. He's a dead motherfucker right now. Uh, he passed away, and he's the killer. Uh, from the Amityville Horror House and all that stuff. So, oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Um, not too much to talk about. He was 69 years old. Uh, he was serving a sentence of 25 years to life, and he died on March 12th at uh, some medical center in Albany. And cause of death was not immediately available, but determined on recent... Oh, yeah, it's it's going to be made public during... Uh, okay, so it's not really out there yet what happened. No. Right. I mean, I you know, whatever. I, I, got, no, I got nothing for that. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say sad, because, like, you know, yeah. someone died, but at the same time... You know, got a lot of good movies out of it, though. Give it that much. Yeah, we got some bad ones, though, too. <sighs> yeah, not the one with Ryan Reynolds, though. I don't think I've ever seen that one. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, what? Ryan Reynolds is shirtless. And you didn't bother to see it? No. It's a mistake. Oh. Yeah. If you can see oh. Ryan Reynolds without a shirt. Those abs it. are CGI anyway. <laughs> oh. Rob, do not talk bad about Ryan Reynolds. We've been over this. He's my main <laughs> crush, man. Alright? Leave him alone. I found the Friday eight. Soundtrack on vinyl for $55, Mikey. Yeah, I'm not paying $55. How much is it on? Uh, it was probably around that, wasn't it, on Waxwork? It wasn't that much. Uh, just, eh, yeah, I'll wait. I don't <laughs> want it that bad. <laughs> Next up, I, I just want you to know this is only in here for you guys. Uh, Maneater, the killer shark game, <laughs> is on its way to Switch. Oh! Uh-oh. Really? Yeah. Cat. I it, tried to watch people. I, I tried to watch some gameplay of that game, and I didn't get it. It looked like there was a lot more to it than what I thought. Because I thought you just went around eight people, right? That sounds awesome. Do. But this was like it was all weird. I don't know. The shark had like powers and stuff. I was yeah. like, no, I'm not. I'm like not Santa into that. Jaws powers. Yeah, oh, sort shit. of. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> holiday themed, but there were powers. <laughs> Guys, anybody who uh, 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 subscribed and followed on Twitch, please cancel it immediately. I'm very scared that Cat is going to recreate Santa Jaws on this damn game. But yeah, you can upgrade the shark. and yeah, I've watched uh, a friend of mine play it. I, it. To me, it's just boring. Like, how often are you going to run around just eating shit? Dude, if that's all the game was, I'd play it all the time. That's pretty much what it is. This is mauling people, but it's, you know, when they had the power-ups and everything, I was like, nah, this is kind of dumb. Yeah, but you can fuck up on the fish, too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. That's, that's it's, sure. Yeah, wasn't wasn't for me. Kat, are you really going to get Maneater? I don't know. Uh, here, Here's the thing, is that I don't actually use the Switch that much. I it, well, Probably because I only have the one game, though. I might. Animal Crossing? Uh, Diablo 3. <laughs> 
I got, uh, I finished, I, I got like the 100% on PC and then uh, on the, I got the Platinum Trophy on PlayStation and was like, you know what, I need to drive myself crazy on one more console than I have. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be out there. Uh, you know what else I found out? This is a nice little side gem here. The whole uh, debacle with the Friday the 13th game, dedicated servers being down, it really does suck. But uh, apparently on Switch, they still have dedicated servers. So you don't have to go through the hassle of dealing with lag and shitty lobbies and people leaving and all that stuff. So if you do have a Switch and you do miss Friday the 13th the game, um, I mean, it's still playable. I still, pl you know, play it fairly often. Like it, it's a good time still, but yeah, you deal with hassles and it's a pain in the ass. But apparently, Nintendo Switch offers gaming companies free dedicated servers, as to where Xbox and PlayStation do not. And um, yeah, so you could still go on Switch and throw down on Friday as per usual. Huh? That's yeah. interesting. I think they have to. Because I, I can tell you right now, as bad as that game is at times on console, could you imagine, like, the, the host of the lobby is the lobby leader. So the whole that whole round depends on their internet and how good or bad it is. Could you imagine oh. some dude on the bus? Right. <laughs> in the lobby? Terrible. Yeah. No, so. Yeah, that's not good. No, no. But uh, shout out to Nintendo. Hopefully other companies do that. It, uh, what I hear is Mikey's gonna be buying a Switch. Mikey has a Switch already. Oh, do you? Yeah, I just never used the fucking thing. I'm like cat. <laughs> yeah. So you know, the Switch. Uh, my daughter went through like a a two day Switch spree and was like playing Mario Kart and something else, and that was the end of her career on Switch. It lasted about two days. Yeah, yeah. My son's got one, and so I uh, stole it from him. Play Animal Crossing. You animal. But, uh, but yeah, it doesn't get used that much anymore though. He does he seems like he's over it. So are you apparently. You don't even play Animal Crossing. Anymore. I haven't played in a long time, no. I thought about restarting my island, but I don't know, that's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Oh man. Alright, uh, next up, like I said, we had a lot of news this week, so I'm trying to kind of breeze... Oh no, it's just this and really one and a half more things. Uh, Kat Spiral, the yes. director of Spiral, Darren Bozeman, please tell me if I pronounced that wrong. He wants to do a Leprechaun movie, holy shit. A Leprechaun movie, uh, yeah. yeah. And Kat, you actually wrote an article up on SlasherRadio.com about this one. I did, yeah. Very nicely written, by the way. Thank you. Much enjoyed. I mean, uh, I tried to give you the exclusive about my socks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Leprechaun, though. <laughs> yeah, right. I got Leprechaun socks. Oh, my God. You're... We don't want to talk about your feet. <laughs> so weird. Um, I mean, Kat, you're more of an expert on this. I, I would like to know... Uh, you kind of touched on it in your article, though, but... For anyone who didn't read it, where do you think the advantages of... Because, you know, we've seen Leprechaun good and bad in mm -hmm. a lot of those movies. Yeah. Where do you think the advantage from uh, having a background in a franchise like Saw would help making a good Leprechaun? Honestly, 
Uh, the saw background, I, I think it's going to be big for funding, for, for like actually getting the project off the ground. Uh, I think having that kind of commercial success is going to make the project a lot easier. And this is already something he's been working on for like 13 years now. Uh, like he's been harassing Lionsgate about this and, and been having trouble. And I, I, I think seriously having a background, especially with uh, Saw coming back, with him coming back to the franchise. You know, this isn't exactly a reboot, but it's... It's got enough of that, like, bringing back a franchise feel, but I, I, I think if he does this, you know, Lionsgate is going to see that he's good at it. I think, honestly, in terms of things that will actually help him make the Leprechaun movies good, uh, we need to be looking at things like Repo, which was like, it knew that it was not a serious film. It did not take itself super seriously. There were... it had horror elements while still being fairly jokey. <laughs> Right. Um, and it got like that really strong cult following. I, I think he's the man to do it, and I'm hoping that the spiral thing gives him the opportunity to do so. Because I think he—I I seriously think he might be the right fit for a project like this. What about Jigsaw versus the Leprechaun? Yes. Uh, I don't know what the question is, but yes, I would watch it. <laughs> I don't want to see Jigsaw get his ass whooped like that, Rob. Come on now. But no, seriously, I, I mean, we got uh, Leprechaun Returns with our boy Linda Porco. He came on a couple times to discuss that before and after uh, that that had dropped on Sci-Fi. You know, that he did great. He, it, the movie, it, it was what it was. It was a sci-fi movie. It's nothing that, you know, you're going to they're very, very very limited and you know you can only get so much done i think they got a lot done especially in a couple of spots in that in that thing uh but there's nothing like a full-blown you know funded and backed movie and you know Le leprechaun returns didn't have that ability to be to ever be that so that aside um i i would love to see it man and you know what else? I didn't. I didn't even think about that aspect, Cap. But I mean, that that might if he gets enough from Lionsgate, because like coming out with Lionsgate, and coming out with Sci-Fi, two completely different things. And yeah. if it's coming out Lionsgate theaters, maybe even you know you don't know like the Spiral. let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's the <laughs> Leprechaun, dude. You, I mean, after if Spiral does really fucking well, and he pushes this thing, and he gets enough Bajol into it. It could, you don't know, or at least a direct to something, a streaming service, Hulu, Netflix, even that, I mean, that's as good as theaters nowadays. He might be able to lure Warwick Davis back. Maybe. Yeah. And he's talked about that as well. Like, that's on his so priority important. list. Yeah. And Lyndon Porco did great, don't get me wrong, but it, it, <laughs> it's such a niche movie, like, such a niche movie. And it's like, anyone who knows it knows Warwick David like you had there's not a lot of people who have seen these leprechaun movies and the ones who have and like it they like it because of Warwick Davis I'm one of them so you know to take him out of it it's so hard so yeah, maybe and, that's another know, one they could digitally impose <laughs> put him in it against his will no I, I think HBO would be a good fit if they do um, like a streaming service they just picked up all the Saw movies except for Jigsaw, which is fine. Um, See, there you go. I, I think Hulu might also be because uh, 
Hulu has been getting very into that, and I know it's mostly because of Blumhouse, but they've been getting very into, like, the seasonal uh, scares. So I can see them wanting to pick up a Leprechaun thing. I think there's potential for it. I I can see it happening. Yeah, man. I'm all for it. Anything that'll bring Leprechaun on and I could talk about and piss Rob off, I'm (laughs) more than happy. I don't, I don't hate the leprechaun. I hate that you like the leprechaun as much as you do. Yeah, I love that little fucker. I love him. I really do. All right. To me, it's like he is not to get too far off on it, but he—he's not the ultimate example. But he is like one of the best examples of what horror is. He really is, dude. Because he has that—that that killer. Like he's bloody. He's gory. He can be dangerous and. And attack like you know, like uh, on on a high level. And he also has that campiness to him, to like you know the end of the fucking world. He's a leprechaun for crying out loud. And they went with that gimmick so hard. And I I don't know, man. It's just one of the best examples of horror ever. Is damn like. All right. It's fair. It's a fair point. Hmm. All right. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, and it's kind of a two-parter here. Leatherface is new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, and Mark Burnham is going to be playing Leatherface. And in this movie, they're bringing back Mandy, or, or uh, her name was Sally Hart. I'm gonna fuck this up. I'm not Sally Hardesty, right? There it is. Uh, but yeah, she was the lone survivor in Texas Chainsaw One, and she's being the new one. All right, that's um. I, you know, anytime I hear there's a new Texas Chainsaw movie coming out, I'm, I'm already skeptical hmm. because of what's happened to that franchise. Um, it's just a nightmare, that thing. So I don't know. We'll see. But somebody, I think if they keep making them, the law of averages says eventually they'll make a good one, right? <laughs> they do is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all over this one. I'm I'm really excited. Texas Chainsaw is that miracle franchise for me where I have such a tremendous respect for the first Texas Chainsaw movie, but I don't care that they've ruined it. I like there's no other franchise where I care about the original so much and the sequels don't bother me. But like if they make a bad Texas Chainsaw, I'm going to love it. If they make a good Texas Chainsaw, I'm going to love it. There's really like there's no losing situation for me here. I'm excited to see it. Um, as long as I don't get my hopes up too high going in, I, I don't think there's a way that they could disappoint me with it. I'm just going to be happy to see more Leatherface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't mind some of those remakes, to be honest with you. Like the one with Jessica Biel? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't good, but I had a fun time. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't hate that one. It's it's the sequels, a lot of them that are terrible. Like I like Texas Chainsaw uh, Two, I think is good, but everything else is pretty awful. I liked nothing about Texas Chainsaw Two, but see that that's another thing about this one. Apparently, it's going to be a direct sequel, which obviously makes me happy since I, you know I didn't like. Oh, uh, they're knocking two out of the continuity, huh? That's an interesting direction to go for that. It is. Is. so you know we'll we'll see how it goes and you never know it, it, it i i think this one's gonna be good but like i said even the one with um uh man mcconaughey 
Yeah, but I didn't mind that one that much either. See, again, I didn't think it was good, but I, I had a good time watching it. And that's, it's what I like about Texas Chainsaw as a franchise, because I really only, critically, only the first one was good for me. But I've never been disappointed with the Texas Chainsaw experience. Like, I know what I'm going to. I, I do think part of that is Texas Chainsaw is one of the very, very few franchises where I actually saw the remake first. Oh. Um, which I think probably helped a lot because then, you know, it. it I was younger, uh, my, my standards were not quite as high for horror movies, and then I was really, right. really impressed when I saw the original. But I, you know, it none of the sequels ever bothered me or anything, because the first one that I saw was the remake. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that, that's definitely a, a whole different outlet. And, and, you know, the one piece of Bajol I will give that sequel is Chop Top. I mean, they had Bill yeah. Mosley in that thing. <laughs> they did. They did. Okay, well, that's it for the damn Alright, guys. Uh, this is one, usually when we record, I have a general idea of how you guys are gonna, gonna whether you're gonna like a movie, whether you're not, and what I'm gonna have to deal with throughout <laughs> the, the recording of the episode. I really have no idea this time. I have no fucking clue. We're doing House on Haunted Hill, the remake from 1999. <laughs> you know, this is actually a revisit uh, uh, episode because we have done House on Haunted Hill before. But I get to actually enjoy this one, which is nice because the f first time we recorded this, uh, I believe it was myself, Bobby, Corner Pocket, and Dismay. All Ooh. in one episode. And Dismay. Ended up getting bombed as fuck and drank to like the point of no return before the episode. And like I had to go in and edit her out and us <laughs> talking to her out. I had to mash conversations around her not being there. It was very weird. You had to cut her out of an episode? Dude, yeah. yeah she was that. Like she didn't make it through the episode. Wow. She like passed out drunk as fuck. She 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 had a little too much fun. That is something. Yeah, she wanted out of that one. So I was like, Gee. so we're having conversations with her, even though she wasn't coherent. Like we were trying, and so I was like, it, it was a mess to edit that. <laughs> I can imagine. She, she'll be thrilled. I'm telling that story. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So what do you guys think of this one? Go ahead, Cat. Um. So <laughs> we talked about this for Child's Play. Uh, and I promised I wasn't going to bring it up again. But some movies don't need to be remakes. Sometimes it's okay to just let something go. I, I, This is one of, that I don't think they did a huge disservice to the original necessarily. But I feel like it's worse because you're trying to compare it to the original. And this was something, and, and I don't blame it entirely. Because at uh, this came out in the late 90s. At the time, it was very popular to have, like, a lot of layers, a lot of twists, multiple concepts. Um, right. Like, I, it was very much the style of horror movie that was coming out. I don't blame it for that exactly, but the original House on Haunted Hill was so clean, so sharp, so precise. Like, it was very effective because it didn't try to overdo anything. And, and I just think... Um, 
for a long time, I really did not like this movie very much. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it uh, today for the rewatch because I I have mostly bad memory. I have like one or two very good memories of House on Haunted Hill, but they're mostly related to James Marsters being in it for like the 10 minutes that he is. <laughs> not even 10 minutes. But yeah, I, so I, I was surprised at how much I liked it, but there's still that part of my brain that's like, it's just so convoluted in comparison to the original. And, and I think if it had been its own story, I might have liked it better, honestly. It, it appeals to more of my tastes as a horror fan, but it's just, it's it's hard to beat the original. The original was so clean and so well executed, and I this one doesn't have that. But there were a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. Um, I wish it hadn't been a remake, is is my main takeaway, like with many remakes. Like with any late 90s, early 2000s remake, it, it should have been its own thing, I think. All right. I, um, I saw this in theaters when it came out. And I didn't it... know it made it to theater. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Yeah. All right. I saw this in the theater when it came out in 99. And that same year, there was... um is the year that The Haunting came out. And I constantly get the two movies confused because of that. I don't like, I didn't like either one of them when I saw them in theaters. And I never bothered to revisit this one because I didn't like it. So when I watched it tonight, it was the first time in 22 years that I had seen the movie. And when it started, I was like, well, this isn't bad. This is actually kind of, I'm kind of getting into this. But then the longer that it went on, I went from that to, God, I hate this movie. Is it over yet? Hate. It does too many things. Yeah, I just really, really did not care about any of the things it was doing. I hated it. It was all downhill once James Marsters was gone. Yeah, yeah. Lisa Loeb and James <laughs> Marsters are out of there, and that's about where I was out of there. <laughs> all right. Well, it seems like this is going to be the Bones Pisses Off Cat podcast because what uh <laughs> i i was not a huge fan of the original i actually rewatched it or tried to rewatch it again today i i just couldn't get through it what? i really couldn't see my my thing with it is and see again like this is kind of just like a preference thing i think it it's Vincent Price at his best. What I are know. you doing? I know, I know, and I love Vincent Price. I know, even though his coffee wasn't good as Robert Inglis. But anyway, I don't. It felt more like, and keep in mind, this this is me seeing the this remake that we're you know mainly discussing. This is me seeing the remake before the original on this. So I have in my head what this movie should be because I seen the remake, even though yeah, I, I understand it's backwards, but. It felt more like a detective movie than a horror movie. The original. Okay, but you you have to look at the original in its time. I know. I, and that's my problem. with it. It's time. And why watch Vincent Price when you can watch Jeffrey Rush with a stupid mustache? <laughs> or Chris Kattan. Uh, that was another one of the... I actually have it written down in my notes uh, for this one, where I don't like the mustache. I wish that they had just... Uh, like, uh, having the family be be the Price family was a nice homage, but the it mustache was. was a step too far. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It was silly. And, and I, I have a note <laughs> here that says, Chris Kattan is the most annoying human being on Earth. 
Oh, hell no, you did not. <laughs> I cannot you stand t- that man. He is super annoying. He could not die fast enough. <laughs> you did not. And I repeat, did not just disrespect Chris Kattan. Uh-oh. <laughs> Rob, how could you? Oh, because he has no talent. <laughs> oh, wow! What? Well, I mean, in this case, I would, in his case, I would define talent as either being able to act, which he can't, or being funny, which he's not. So Whoa. there's just nothing there. <laughs> oh my God. Rob, come on now. No, 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 no. We can't do this. We can't. We can't. There's no way we could do this. No, it's, I mean, the facts are the facts, man. I, I am completely shocked right now that you would disrespect Chris Kattan like that. No, it's not disrespect. Is it disrespectful to tell the truth? That's not the truth. The, the, Chris Kattan is a good actor. I don't know where this A good coming. actor? Yeah. In what? <laughs> Undercover brother? In this. In Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury. Um... Get out of here. <laughs> Night at the Roxbury is good as wrong Night at Roxbury. I don't think his acting was great in this. I don't think this is a good example of good I said acting. good. I didn't say okay. great. This is good. <laughs> All right. You know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not throwing awards at him or nothing, you know, but he's Chris Kattan, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not expecting him to be, you know, anything more than Chris Kattan. But damn, I don't know if it, he warranted that much slander. Good Lord. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying I can't stand the man. That's all. It's not personal. It sounds like it. You said he has no talent. Yeah, I mean, he's, just, he's not talented or good. <laughs> Rob, you know what? Rob, we're talking about Chris Kattan, goddamn. I hate that movie. <laughs> How could you hate that? A Night Rob. at the Roxbury is awful. You're not bobbing your head right now? No. Come on. I'm not bobbing my head because that, that whole movie is dumb. I'm so heartbroken that you could really disrespect it like that. I'm sorry, man. I hate to be the one to tell you the Easter Bunny's not real. Don't make me play it again. <laughs> I'll play the, the whole song. That'll be the bed. The, the whole show. Um. Anyway, yeah. I. I it, it, see me. It's it's. See, I would if I'm gonna sit down and watch that. I would much rather watch the remake because you know it had all the. I don't know, ghost demons, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, like, all that was there. And it's like, you know, the original had some lady on a dolly that they wheeled in and out. I want to talk about this, because I I should have just put my foot down uh, when House on Haunted Hill was pitched and just said no, that I needed more time, because we talked about this. (laughs) (laughs) I need time to prepare myself. I need time to prepare. I needed more time in between Cube and this, because... We, I uh, said in Cube that that was like the first time that I knew that I was watching a horror movie. House on Haunted Hill was like the thing that I liked before I realized what the horror genre was. Uh, like this shit. is very possibly the first horror movie I ever saw was the original House on Haunted Hill. And I just I had a feeling you were going to make me mad about it if we're talking about the remake. And sure enough. <laughs> Look, I, I, I just want to say... I, I'm not sitting here saying the original House of Haunted Hill is bad. For, I, I say, for my preference, it's just hard for me to say why. You know, I'm not into stuff like that. You know, like, I'm just not. And, and it's in black and white, you know. But I will say, 
Like, see, we were talking about uh, a girl walks home alone uh, at night last week. This is like, see, this, this is what I'm saying. Like, there's such levels, and I understand it's Vincent Price, and and uh, we can even go with, with Psycho and everything. There's such different levels of black and white. Like, when I think of black and white, I think of Psycho. I think of the original House on Haunted Hill, which looked incredible in black and white, and as opposed to that movie was like, you know, it was a black and white movie. So anyway, I just wanted to say it looked great. You know, it was especially for its time. It was such a high quality movie. Like, I, I'm not saying it's not. It's just, you know, it, it's it's very slow for me. You know, it's hard for me to, to it's hard to keep my attention that long. I have a short attention span. I, I think the remake of House on Haunted Hill is perfect for people that have short attention span. It, it, is. it I, is. You're 100% right. It is. I, and it's it's something that frustrates me because I'm, I feel like I'm reliving our child's play episode because I had so many <laughs> of the same complaints. But it's like I, it touched on so many cool ideas and then it didn't really follow any of them enough to make it. It just didn't feel clean. It didn't feel like it was telling a precise story. And I but it touched on a lot of really cool stuff. And the one thing that I will give it over the original is that the house was haunted. Like that was a legit right. haunted house. Right. It yeah. was about the house. I, I appreciate it wasn't really a house. It was a facility. But what it yeah. you know, whatever it, it did get into the ghost thing a little bit more. But like there were just there was so much potential for like cool shots and it made the scenery cool, but they didn't like really delve into a lot of the they missed a lot of opportunities on this one as they well. Did. But it's I, it's I because they tried to do too many things, you know. It was a it was a late nineties movie that tried to get their shit in. Yeah. That's what it was. And and I don't mind that that much. You know, like that's fun to watch for me. I I will say I got surprisingly nostalgic watching it. Yeah. I, <laughs> which I wasn't expecting because especially as a kid I didn't like the movie very much but it it did feel so much like a 90s horror movie <laughs> I got nostalgic for a time when I hadn't seen it <laughs> you know I was like oh man remember 45 minutes ago the good day good old days before I started this movie Rob I can't remember what me, me and Rob did a, a 90s episode of 90s horror and Rob, did we? I don't remember. Did we talk? We had to have talked about this movie on that. I don't right? remember. I don't think you did. Oh, that was damn. one of the first ones I ever listened to. Okay. Damn. I was so mad at the time that you hadn't talked about Cube, and now that we've talked about it, I <laughs> wish it had You're stayed glad. that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the one of the first things I noted about this is. The opening scene with all the chaos and the surgeries and the corpses and blood and all that, you know, for a 90s movie, you didn't see really so much it done like that, which was really cool to see. But then immediately after that opening shot was and all that scene was done, it was immediately a 90s movie right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. I um, what I what struck me about the opening was um that it's it goes almost six minutes before we get any dialogue and yeah. i'm always interested in that whenever i always want to see what a filmmaker can do with a long stretch of no dialogue like that and um again at the beginning i was i was like kind of on board with the movie but then the dialogue started and and i thought it was an interesting way to open the film 
Rob, where did you turn off? Do you, was there a specific point? I don't really remember. I just kind of faded out after a while. I just didn't care. Yeah. I know. I see. I will agree with Cat. I, I will give it that. I, I can. It's it's not a movie. Uh, it, it is one of my earlier favorite movies, but you know, it's not anything I'm like you know super in love with or anything. So I, I will agree with Cat that it, it there were a couple of things where I was like, man, I wish they would have did that a little bit more or got gone a little deeper into certain things. But kind of like like I said, this movie had no attention span. It was doing a lot. And I do like that they added the haunted element into the into the the whole thing a little bit more than the original, but you know maybe they should have just picked that instead of all the other things they got into, and it you know might have been a little more cohesive, I guess. Yeah, it is scattered all over the place, um, which certainly didn't help my interest in it. There were like there were too many layers, and that was the thing because House on Haunted Hill, you know, where you find out that the the wife is, you know, like the one responsible for everything and she's got the lover and it's it's all like a big plot. That's such an impactful moment, you know, and they yeah. did. They kind of had the setup for that dynamic between the two of them. But then they went back and forth too many times where it's like I th there was there was so much ping ponging between the two of them that by the time they actually start fake killing each other off, I didn't even care anymore. Yeah, there are two <laughs> fake deaths in that movie and that's yeah. too, too many. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. It's it's hard to pull off. And when you have like a very clean, very crisp movie, you can kind of get away with it, but this one less so. Yeah. Um I I also there were things that interested me a lot more than the main plot, and that's never great. Uh that's always kind of one of my red flags about movies. I would love to see just like a campy 90s horror film that takes place at one of his amusement parks like mm. <laughs> that was very engaging to me it was a lot of fun uh, i'm not just saying that because i have a crush on spike but uh, <laughs> like man that was so good uh it, it was entertaining we hadn't seen a lot of stuff like that and it's actually one of the things that i remembered most strongly going in to the remake uh it always kind of stuck with me i like one of the first horror movies that i went to see in theater was final destination 3 and i remember the roller coaster scene reminding me of the house on haunted hill remake like that's it's just it's always a scene that stuck with me and i would love to have seen the whole thing take place there it would have been an entirely different movie and i think that would have been fine <laughs> but uh like that was really interesting the room that they lock uh Mr. Price in was like really Ooh. interesting at first, but then he's just like dribbling a basketball. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's weird. Uh, that's not, uh, this is not the full potential for this kind of a, you know, a setting. Like they could do a lot more with this. They could have done something much more interesting with that. Um, instead they went with that nineties thing of like somebody's who, whose head's moving super, super fast. Yeah. Or they're walking in like a weird way and it's supposed to be creepy. But at this point, it just makes me laugh like that stuff hasn't <laughs> aged well. And I get that's what everybody was doing at the time. But, you know, looking back on it, eh, it doesn't really work. See, I didn't think about them doing anything super different with that. That little room with the, the spinny thing. That, that's what I noted it down as to the spinny thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they definitely could have did more with it. 
for sure. But I mean, uh, I, I kind of just I I was digging the concept of it. Like that is that is a hell of a thing to actually have. And I, I guess I just got a little deeper with that specific thing because I like I was sitting there going, "Damn, man! Like they actually put people in here, you know, used it on you know in the realm of the movie and used it on them, and like it, it, it's kind of wild." And, but yeah, they definitely could have had uh, a little more in there. I didn't think of it like that. But yeah, the the whole concept of that little spinny thing room, like it's like, damn, if you actually did that to somebody, like that would really, really fuck with them big time. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things. It is a really cool concept, yeah. but they didn't really do anything cool with it. And I think that's sort of the story of this movie. Like there are some good ideas that just kind of fall flat. What is what is I, I would imagine like I don't know if that was like a machine to kill people or like brainwash them. Like that's like a brainwash machine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess I don't know. It was supposed to be like an antipsychosis device, right? Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know exactly. Like I think they were looking at it as, as like having an actual purpose. I I don't know, but yeah, I I could definitely see where they could have. I mean, they could have did really anything they wanted with it. Or, like, even, you know, they did too many fakeouts, but I think even just uh, focusing on, like, the escalating tensions between the couple that neither one of them really want to divorce, but they're tired, and, and you think that maybe either one could kill the other at any moment, you know, having that in a haunted house setting, I, I think it was even kind of clever having him be in the, like, horror entertainment industry, but that wasn't like i they just didn't do it well you know yeah yeah i can tell you another thing they didn't do well is uh steven price like you know you almost feel bad for him because you're supposed to because you know like he's getting set up he's just trying to kill him and all this shit but like at the same time like they made him such a prick that it's like really hard to feel bad for him yeah and i think that's the thing is if you have two unlikable characters that are just going after one another and that's the entire point of the movie like you're gonna ping back and forth between who you like better of the two but you have it in like a group setting where there are other characters that you know you don't hate and then suddenly you just don't care about these two anymore because they're the worst two (laughs) yeah yeah it was weird because like i'm sitting there and i i honestly I, I don't it's been a while since I've watched this movie, but I used to watch a lot when I was younger. And I was like, damn man, I, I didn't remember him getting it this bad. Like he's really getting fucked over here. And then like I'm like, wow, I, I, I should be feeling bad for him. This poor guy. And then it's like, man. He, cause even when they found the the dead body, I, I forget the the girl's name that had found the dead body as he's like, you know, still all sideways for being in that thing. And he's got the blood on his hands and she shoots him. I Like, I was sitting there like, okay, I still can't feel bad for him. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't. No. I should, but I can't. And, and they kind of fucked themselves on the ending by making him completely unsympathetic. Because at the end, they ask me to believe that this completely wretched person would sacrifice himself to save the life right. of a woman that he barely knows. Yeah, like, right. I didn't even really believe that was what was happening at first. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely see this as an oohs and ahs movie. You know, like it has stuff where, 
you know, like some of the effects, especially for the, I'll give them this too. Their effects for their time, like they aged pretty well. I, yeah, that is something that I was surprised by. Cause right. I remember the first time I saw it thinking the special effects were amazing. And I, I was fully prepared to watch it today and just laugh about it the whole time. And they weren't nearly as bad as I was expecting. Like right. after so long, they weren't great. They, I wish they had stuck to the practical effects because the the CGI darkness void was was a little silly, but yeah, not nearly as bad as it could have been. They held up a lot better than a lot of movies from that time. Yeah, most movies from that time, I think. Yeah. It, like I was really surprised. I was like, damn. Yeah. I just I didn't find like I said I, the stuff that they wanted me to find creepy and scary that they were doing with those effects didn't land with me, and most of the time it just made me laugh. I think the simpler things they did were the creepy parts more so than like I never really get them. It, it takes a lot for any type of CGI demon monster to get like I I just don't feel it at all ever. So you know, but but the, I I think the part where uh, she's trying to get homeboy out of that uh, that pool of blood, and she's like reaching in there, and then he's standing there, and she gets pulled in. I think that was kind of creepy. But see, you've seen a lot of it coming. Yeah. I remember even the first time watching it going, ah, that can't be him. You know, they didn't set anything up very well, but so the payoff isn't going to be great when you're opening the gift that, you know, is is in there already. But I I think like the simpler things like that they did were way more effective than anything digital CGI on that. Yeah, they should have done less CGI. What else did I have on this thing? Oh, okay. The um, cat kind of touched on it earlier. Well, actually, before I even get to that, Rob, when you were talking shit about, you know, the movement and all that stuff, were you talking about the little cuts of the doctor where he's like, you know, glitching out a little bit? Yeah, it looks stupid. Aw, Kat, what do you think of that? No, I, I thought it was also pretty dumb. Not not necessarily because of the way that he moved, but just because they could have had something so much better in there and they, they didn't take the opportunity to do it. See, I thought that was kind of creepy. I mean, maybe it's because when I was younger, I, I definitely when I was younger, I did, and it just lingers to this day. Yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I remember thinking, "Oh, look at that! What the hell is he going on with him?" No, I, nothing in this movie that was supposed to be creepy landed with me. <laughs> the only thing I found creepy was when I remembered that Chris Kattan was in it. Oh, <laughs> Rob, come on now. Okay. Love. You're making me do it at this point. Rob, why? Why? (laughs) See what you've made him do? Uh, I will say I was surprised by the cast, because the only person that I remember being in this movie was gone immediately. And then, you know, we still had, like, Ellie Larder was there and Tay Diggs was there. And, uh, like, there were people in this. And I was just, I was shocked, because I did not remember it having, like, any anyone in it that I knew at the time. Yeah, the the taking the fine actor Chris Kattan out of the picture, the rest of the <laughs> cast is absolutely stellar. Yeah. I mean, there's was, a lot uh, of really talented guys. people. Rob, stop it. Anyway. Yeah, don't insult <laughs> Jed Mosley like this. <laughs> oh, man. Chris Kattan is, is this, not wrong, Chris Anyway, the, the the cast I did note, I, I just think it meshed together really well. 
You know, nobody was winning awards for anything in here. That's not what I'm trying to say. But um, I think for the movie they were making, in the time they were making it, I, I think this is one of the the better cast in horror movies around the late 90s, early 2000s. You guys mad at me for that one? No. I mean, I, I can't think of anything. That... They blended well together. They worked well together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, other than, like, you know, Scream. Oh, well, I mean, well, when did Scream 2 come out? Shit. 96? 97. 97, okay, yeah, so. In the neighborhood of, of this one. But, I mean, you know, it, Scream 2 was no Scream 4, but, yeah, it still was really good. The only thing that would have made Scream 4 better was Chris Kattan. Oh, <laughs> oh hell, you see, that's what I'm talking about. I know it's a backhanded compliment, but it sounded like a good one, so I'm going to take it anyway. <laughs> I really like all of the cast members individually. I think they did okay as an ensemble. I think this was probably the worst acting that any of them have done, but they all acted. I I, I think a lot of that is dialogue. I think the dialogue for the movie wasn't stellar. Right. Um, like, I'm not blaming anyone here. Uh, except for the writer, I guess. I guess I'm blaming the writer. <laughs> the um, I, I'm not blaming any uh, cast for like the acting, but I do think that they all performed. Even though I I would rank House on Haunted Hill like at the bottom of all of their performances, I will say because they all performed poorly together, it didn't make any one person seem out of place, which was kind of not. I I think that's the main thing with any kind of cast is that you all have to take it as seriously as everyone else is taking it and right. they did <laughs> it was just yeah. not seriously yeah they just weren't given a whole hell of a lot to work with i mean yeah, a convoluted plot with you know a million different things happening and bad dialogue i mean there's only so much an actor can do yeah so you're gonna apologize to chris Kattan? no as a matter of fact cat <laughs> said this was probably the worst acting they've all done this might be the best acting he's ever done Holy shit. Sweet Jesus. What about Sharknado 5? <laughs> yeah, see? I, come on, right? Yeah, Jesus, come on. I, I mean, I love Chris Kattan, but, you know, he's been in some pretty bad movies. To say this is the worst is... What? No, I was saying uh, that was his best. Sharknado 5. <laughs> Chris Kattan. Best movie. I was movie. detecting sarcasm. Damn. <sighs> I don't remember him in Sharknado 5. <laughs> About a shark movie? Have I ever been sarcastic about a shark movie ever in my life? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to stand for much more Chris Kattan slander. Just let you both know now. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> the things you decide to like. I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> What's wrong? I like Chris Kattan. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I wish I, I, wish I could uh, offer more in a way of comparison to the original, but I realized today I've never seen the original. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. yeah. I thought Rob I would be a ball information on that. No, I, I got nothing for you because I've never seen it. As a matter of fact, I was looking. I don't think I've ever seen any William Castle film. Wow. Which seems really? almost impossible, but I think it might be true. Wow. That's surprising. Yeah. Very. Surprise me. something we should fix also. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll look into the, that eventually. I mean, I got to dedicate four hours to the Snyder Cut soon, so. Wow. <laughs> Once I get over that hump, then maybe I'll dig into William Castle's filmography. Hold on. I'm looking at William Castle stuff right now. 13 Ghosts was a remake? Yeah. Have you not seen the original 13 Ghosts? I didn't know it existed. Ah! 
I really? Say, can, can we... Because uh, I eventually one day would like to talk about... I'd like to do an episode for the remake of 13 Ghosts. I uh-huh. will just get this out here now. That is a movie that just shouldn't... Again, it should not have been a remake. It just shouldn't have been. Like, I it was a different a story. It was so different. I There was no reason to, to drag the original into that. I watched that movie... Um, I rewatched it a couple of years ago, and it sucks. Oh, really? I haven't seen it the for remake? a long time. Yes, it does really not hold it. up. It really? is not good. I oh, felt no. so bad for Tony Shalhoub. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, maybe I don't want to do an episode on that. I, re- I really, really liked 13 Ghosts when it came out. Yeah, I watched it a few years ago. I didn't, you know, I enjoyed it. <sighs> of course you did. I mean, I, look, you know. I, I think this movie is a lot, well, I don't know a lot, but it, it, it shares similarities with thir- the 13 Ghosts, I guess, remake. Fuck me, I just figured yeah, that out. Yeah, that weird fast head moving crap. <laughs> yeah, it did have that in there too. But, you know, it, 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 it was similar in a lot of different ways. And, you know, like, I, I like movies like that. You know, it, it's just, you know, I, I, I don't mind dumb fun. I really don't. Like, the House on Haunted Hill remake was dumb fun. And that's okay. Mm, you're you're part right. <laughs> Let me guess the dumb part. I was bored out of my mind. Oh how? See now I don't know if I want to watch this one over again or not because I what thirteen ghosts? Yeah, it was such a fond part of my childhood. No, I I can assure you, you do not want to watch it again. All right. Well, maybe maybe not then. Maybe we don't have to cover that one. Nothing <laughs> wrong with thirteen ghosts. Thirteen ghosts was fun. And this is coming from a man who's never seen the original because I've never seen a William Castle movie. <laughs> I didn't know it existed. I really liked the original. I and they have the same name. I saw the original first because it was in that like old classics that got me, you know, into scary movies. Um, I watched the original when they played it on t- or the I watched the remake when they played it on TV. It had the same name, and I just, for the life of me, did not put together for the longest time that it was supposed to be the same movie, because they're just, they're so different. And that was right around the time I formed my, like, not all things need to be remakes opinion. Because <laughs> right. it was like, I actually, I and one thing that I liked about, I, I'm getting, like, way off topic here, but one thing that I really liked about 13 Ghosts was that I think they did a really coherent job. And and this is, you know, the opinions of a child because I, I haven't seen it in so long. But they did a really coherent job, I felt like, giving backstories to the ghosts without mm-hmm. detracting from the main plot. Uh, and it was like one of the, you know, I think they did a good job with it. But none of that was in the original. Like, it it was so drastically different. And... The two just didn't need to be connected in my head. <laughs> you know, I I think I'm I'm kind of taking Rob's stance from Child's Play. As you know, like he said, Child's Play wasn't really that big of a movie to him. The original House on Haunted Hill wasn't a big movie to me at all. I I understand its significance, but you know, to me, so like it being so different didn't bother me at all. You know, so it's like, I guess I have that, but I, I could definitely understand where Kat's coming from because as also stated on that child's play thing, I didn't like change and <laughs> you know, and this is obviously change and I don't know. I guess it's, it's just one of those things where it, it, the original, I, if I never watched it again, it wouldn't bother me at all. I, you know, so yeah, I, 
it's just it being a remake like the 13 ghosts thing it being different and me seeing it first too is probably a big deal also you know so i I don't think there was enough in that original to change my mind and like i i don't know but like i would imagine a kid today after watching that friday the 13th remake and then going back and watching the original friday the 13th there are so many things i could point out this is better that's better this is better in the original house on haunted hill other than the story being fluid and actually you know sticking to stuff other than that there's nothing else i could point to i mean maybe the acting is outdated as it is there's nothing else i could point to and say that's better so i will say that the, uh with the original house on haunted hill i obviously have there's only so much that i can draw from the comparison here um but i've been trying to get my younger cousins into horror uh that's one of my lifelong goals (laughs) uh now now that they're getting older i've been trying to be the the good cousin and sway them to the dark side and uh it's difficult because like you know they're they're kids and you know the three brothers you know by by the time the youngest one is old enough to watch something it, it i have a tough time getting the oldest one to have that attention span for it you know right. um but like th- they were one of the things the last time i saw them that they wanted to do was watch like a real scary movie with me uh <laughs> instead of like because you know i showed them like goosebumps stuff and right like Coraline and nightmare before christmas and um one of the things that they wanted to do was watch like a real horror movie and i i you know had to run it by my aunt you know where it was like what can we have them watch that i'm not going to get in trouble for you know like i don't want right. to traumatize these kids uh and i got them i i was really nervous about it cuz i picked uh house on haunted hill she said that was going to be okay uh the original and i did not know cuz like as a kid i grew up watching like a lot of black and white movies and I I knew I had the patience for it, and I wasn't sure that like younger kids were gonna sit down and watch this old Vincent Price movie. And they were they got like so into it, they were so scared, like they just they ate it up. And I was like, this is the best decision I as an adult maybe have ever made was <laughs> showing these kids. But like, I, yeah, it's it's weird to imagine like if they had watched the uh, this one, if they had watched this one first and then gone back but uh, you know obviously we won't be there for a few years yet yeah yeah but. Uh, i don't know and and they were i i don't know it's just really hard for those movies to keep my attention that's the thing you've been out attention span by my children cousins <laughs> <That's a shitty laughs> i want you to know <laughs> and you know I, I don't think it's so much that i mean don't, like i said i can appreciate you know, I can definitely sit there and go, okay, this is a, a great movie. But again, for my personal taste, like if I had the two in front of me to watch, it's going to be the remake every time, just because I'll have more fun with it. You know, this is the same argument he made for the Psycho remake on This Horror Life. Agreed. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I'd rather watch this one because it's more fun. Yeah. I, All right. How is. This one, at least I can see the argument. I disagree strongly, but like I see the connection there. This one's like it's a little bit campier. You don't have to focus on it. It it doesn't rely on tension. But what what about the Psycho remake is more fun than the original? See, the the difference is, too, with that, 
the Psycho remake, I, I can sit and wholeheartedly, you know, like I, I've admitted on many occasions that the original is a way better movie. You know, like there, there's no debate. There's no question. Uh, I feel like Cat's going to pop out of my speaker and punch what? me. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't know if I can say that about the Haunted Hill. Like, I, I really do think the House on the Haunted Hill remake was better than the original. Oh, my God. Do you guys hear this? Listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't understand what is happening right now. <laughs> you gotta keep in mind, too. When I did watch the the original, I had expectations of, okay, this house is going to be super haunted. And I, was, and I was very interested to see how they were going to do it. And it wasn't that at all. So it's like, you know, I had expectations. There's a lot of things that went into it. I still feel like you're mad at me. I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rob, talk more about Chris Kattan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? No, no, don't talk about Chris Kattan. <laughs> Chris Kattan did nothing. He had no nothing to do with it. I, I, uh, while you guys were talking about the original, I've been searching for it on Blu-ray, and it is not easy to find. Really? Yeah. See, I've, I've got a copy on TV, uh, um, on DVD, and I think it's running on Tubi right now as well. Yeah. But... It looks like uh, Scream Factory released it as part of the Vincent Price collection that they put together, but that's out of print and it's two hundred bucks. See, I wish I had known that. I would. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's I'm also not, on uh... Pluto and Tubi for free. It's on the Tubi. All right. If it's on the Tubi, then I'm good. It's on. It's on. Uh, I'll try and check it out. It's a good. It's. I think it's definitely one of those where it's like, it's important for people to see it. But, you know, if you've seen the original, the remake first, you know, you just got to go in with completely different expectations for it. And, you know, that that's not to bring up the, the psycho episode I did on, on This Horror Life. But, you know, I, I truly like one of the things that I respect about the remake was, even though it took it a little too literal. But, man, what happened to the days where remakes actually had something to do with the fucking original movie it was derived from? Like. How did we get to the point where it's like just become completely okay? Prom night, perfect example. Like just do <laughs> something completely fucking, you know, like it's so weird. But yeah. yeah, I expected it to be similar. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly when that became okay. Uh, 13 Ghosts would be my guess. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, even as a kid, even when that was one of like my. I watched that movie all the time as a kid. And even when I really, really liked it, it was like, this has nothing to do <laughs> with the original like at all i i don't understand but see which if you had to pick a concept cat for 13 ghosts which would you pick had the better concept for a if movie? i see that's that was the thing that always made me mad about 13 ghosts is that i liked the concept of the remake better right. I, so I liked the cool collecting ghosts thing i like that they all had their own stories i liked again that it was a haunting haunted house situation because uh, again the original 13 ghosts a lot of horror at that time was more mystery than horror and you know 13 ghosts the the original it was like very tense but it wasn't like outright scary and right. 13 ghosts had like the remake had a good concept and i liked that and it was almost like a zoo of demons it was neat but yeah, um, I, I really feel bad that I keep pissing Cat off. Like this has got to <laughs> fucking stop. It's 
gotta it stop. does yeah stop picking on cat mikey i don't i don't even that's the thing i don't even mean to like out of all the people i, I like i'll admit i do have fun intentionally pissing people off there are people where i will go out of my way to piss off i can continue. vouch for that yeah you're one of them yeah <laughs> You know, it, it's a lot. Of, I find it fun. Like, it's funny to me. I don't like doing it to Kat. Like, I really, like, I'm not even intentionally doing it. It's all accidental. I feel terrible. I'm sorry, Kat. <gasps> it's okay. So this is a new tradition. It's going to end every show. I'm sorry. And <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> nah, I have to deal with Kat mad in the fucking group chat. All pissed off at me. I'm going to be all another. mad. Damn. What? Why don't? Uh, how about we just sign up for you being mad? We'll, we'll postpone our bracket, and next week you can tell me how the House of Wax remake is better than <laughs> <laughs> just like across the board. Eh, I didn't like either one. I really, I didn't <laughs> like the the remake at all. But if I had to pick one, it'd be this. Okay, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> I can't stand that remake. Paris Hilton and all the things. I will say I do really like movies uh, and media where you get to see Paris Hilton die. Like, yeah, that I, was the good part. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, which I think started. I I started looking for stuff like that right around the time House of Wax came out. <laughs> it was like this is started looking for stuff like that. You started looking for, for stuff like for, for Paris, Paris Hilton, Hilton dying. <laughs> dying. Yeah, specifically. Uh, that was how my mom got me to watch Supernatural. Also, because I. I was going to say I didn't like it, which implies that I like it more now. Not a huge Supernatural fan, uh, but my mom was like, hey, <laughs> Paris Hilton dies in this episode. And I was like, well, I have to watch that one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, all I know is at the end of this movie. No. My man Chris Kattan came in the clutch, boy, and saved everybody. Well, not everybody, but one dude. What do you think of that, Rob? Uh, I have no opinion on that. No, none at all. No. Ghost Chris Catan saving asses? Nothing? No. I mean, it, you know, that's maybe another reason this movie pissed me off because I thought he was dead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, his, so Chris Catan's spirit coming and rising from the ashes and saving a human life meant nothing. No. Just meant I had to see Chris Kattan again. <laughs> I'm gonna get Chris Kattan on this fucking show. All right, I'm gonna get him on. <laughs> I'm gonna add him to the awkward Rob interview list. Yeah, I'm sure he's not doing anything else. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. Cat, come on, you gotta admit he's being a little too harsh. I well, here's the thing: is that normal? Is that I want to side with you, but you've made me mad today. So, Rob getting under your skin is it feels a little bit justified <laughs> i i am sorry that chris Catan is in the crossfire yeah. for this, but you know i'll take it <laughs> that's fucked up chris Catan did nothing to nobody he's probably bobbing his head to some shit right now doing completely innocent the saddest head bob ever and he doesn't know why <laughs> uh, one day rob one day i'm gonna look his shit up right when we're done with it. but guys do you want to portnoy this thing out Wait, we forgot to to ask the biggest question uh, around this movie, okay. and that is, would you stay there for a million dollars? Oh, yeah. I'm a little whore. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, for money, uh, that I much hate money. haunted houses and all that shit, but for a million bucks, I'll go in and camp out right by the door for 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, in a situation like that, I would just find myself 
the a room with no windows, one door, and barricade the shit out of that bitch, and that's where I'm staying. Yeah. Here's the thing is that I think the coolest way to die would be in a haunted house scenario. So this is like a win-win for me. Like I'm going to be rich or uh, I'm going to die young in a really cool way that people are going to be talking about forever while they spend my million dollars. So, (laughs) And they made several million out of that deal too. So that was a good deal for them. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Chris Catan has his manager listed. <laughs> Is it Chris Catan at gmail.com? <laughs> no, it's not. It's <laughs> management. Reaching out to him this weekend. Rob, what if, if Chris Catan <laughs> does come on this show, how do you plan on handling that? I'll be professional as I always am. Right, but you know House on Haunt Hill is going to come up. Like, uh-huh. Like, how, <laughs> what are your plans on it? I will say exactly what I said today. It's not a good movie. Yeah. If he asks, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can just kind of hope that he doesn't care what what Rob thinks about House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very rare that you interview somebody and they ask your opinion of their work. Oh, well, no. See, here's where you're lucky. You have somebody like me who's going to bring it up to make, to make it funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, whatever. I, you know, I piss off Chris Kattan. I piss off Chris Kattan. What do I care? <laughs> He's worth six million. I highly doubt he gives a shit. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, poor Chris Catan. Trust me, he's he's doing better than I am. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, God, man, and and I would have you know, Chris Catan has two, uh, one project completed, one in post production, another he is filming, and he has another movie in pre production. Uh huh. What are they called? Uh, <laughs> Hassle at the Castle. Uh huh. Selfie famous the live experience and the worst christmas ever uh-huh, the best they... worst christmas ever oh yeah yeah that's, that's true. all right well that sounds like some lifetime bullshit <laughs> oh he also had two movies cut three three movies come out last year so chris Catan is a very busy man mm-hmm. very sought after look forward to chris Catan. hopefully <laughs> coming up I, I do have one question, mostly for Rob at this point, but Mike, if you would also like to answer, um, I just, I'm still mad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this the worst, I, I, I know that Mikey's going to say no, but is this the worst remake that you've ever seen? Like, where, where do you put it on your list of remakes? Mm. Oh, no. Is it the worst remake I've ever seen? Yeah. English to English, because like, I know, you know. In America, we do a lot of like Japanese. Yeah, yeah, no, that but I, we shouldn't do. Um, I know I've seen the Psycho remake. <laughs> oh, okay. Christ! So oh, it, it ranks above Psycho. Yeah, it's above that for you. The remake scale. Okay, <laughs> just check it. I had to check in. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's not the worst because it's <laughs> above that one. Okay. There's no way the Psycho remake is the worst remake. <laughs> I said what I said. But is it worse than House on Haunted Hill? May I remind you of Leprechaun Origin? I don't know. Th- I didn't think that was a remake, though. I thought that was like a prequel. Yeah. You're really getting semantical with me. Just because you want to shit on poor Vince Vaughn. A remake and a prequel are not the same thing. <laughs> There's no way it's the worst. I can't think of one I like less. I can tell you that Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Was that's, that's pretty bad. That's bad. Um, I'm looking through it now. 
That cemetery is listed as bad. Friday the 13th is bad, too. I didn't hate Friday. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Oh, Psycho's number three? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me right now? What the hell is this? The Wicker Man and the Fog. Oh. <laughs> Wait, the Wicker Man and what? The Fog. Oh, yeah, those oh. are both really bad. They are. I keep blocking the fog out. I keep pretending that that one doesn't even exist. Yeah. See? Shame on you guys. Yeah, those are both really <laughs> bad. Here's the thing, is that I like the Wicker Man remake. It's so bad that you have to love it, right? I, I couldn't even get to that level with it. They they keep hitting that kid with the bus over and over again, and I just... I lose my mind every time I think about that. I, um... <laughs> I actually just watched that this week. I had never seen it before because I just avoided it. Because I love the original Wicker Man. I think it's great. And I knew it was going to be awful. But and I um, another po uh, podcast that I listened to, um, they were going to be talking about it on their show. So I was like, all right, I should probably watch it. And God damn it, it was bad. See, I love both. I really, really liked the original. But just the Nick Cage one is so funny. Like, I can't even treat it like a serious remake. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. It's like, uh, it, God, it was terrible. I would just like to point out, I looked up another list, and The Wicker Man is uh, number one on the list <laughs> on that one. Yeah, it's, that's really bad. And I didn't know there was so much, like, public shade on that thing, universally. I, it's, I don't know how it's <laughs> so funny. 15 worst horror remakes ever. This is another slash film.com. 13 Ghosts is number 15. Friday the 13th. The Hitcher. When a Stranger Calls. I didn't think that one was too bad. Oh, I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that remake either. I didn't think it was that bad. I, no, it's not. I mean, it's not psycho bad. <laughs> uh, the Haunting. The Thing is number nine. Halloween is number eight. The Wicker Man's number seven. Wow, this is a Black Christmas. That one was. That is a terrible. Oh. That is terrible. Wait, wait, is it which remake is it though? Is it because again the 2009 one falls into that? It's so bad that I kind of like it, but the most recent one I had a tough time sitting through. Yeah, it's 2009 one. Oh. Yeah, that one's awful. <laughs> See, but again, it's so awful that it's kind of funny. I I couldn't. I, I, I again, it was to me. It was just so bad. It, it was bad. <laughs> like I couldn't find the humor in it anywhere. Like I couldn't even bring it myself to laugh at it. Uh, Poltergeist was pretty bad. I didn't hate Poltergeist. I thought it was just kind of meh. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street number three. Cabin Fever number two. Oh. Day of the Dead number one. Okay, I'm. We're gonna have to stop doing these lists. I'm getting a little bit agitated because no one's talked about Martyrs being on here, and I that remake makes me so angry. <laughs> I didn't know they remade it. I am sorry to break that news to you because it's I've never seen it. So pretend that you don't know that there's a remake, and then. <laughs> well, see, I'm glad we were able to come to the conclusion that Psycho is not the worst remake of all time. I don't know that we came to that conclusion. Did we come to that conclusion? <laughs> I mean, the reactions to some of these remakes were way worse than the Psycho one. Eh, I mean. Boy, it's a, it's a real so, horse race between Wicker Man and Psycho. Here's the thing is, if I had to watch one, it would be Wicker Man every time. Yeah, I'm just saying, I, I it's a <laughs> horse race, but in both the horses have three broken legs. 
Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> How dare you? You know, Vince Vaughn poured his heart and soul into that shit. And here you are just acting like it didn't even happen. Or it shouldn't even have happened. It shouldn't have happened. <laughs> it was a stupid <laughs> idea. You know, just so, just just for context, it was not Vince Vaughn's fault that it was an exact shot for shot. Right? I just want to point that out. No, I'm not blaming. I mean, I'm not blaming Vince Vaughn. He wasn't good in it, but I'm not blaming him for for the movie being bad. Um, because everything about the movie was bad. That's fucked up. Anyway, um, are we gonna point only this thing? Oh yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. All right, who's up? I can go first. I'm gonna give this. A seven point one. <laughs> oh God! I was I I'm really on the fence between six point nine and seven point one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go six point nine. I think I just did seven point one to be spiteful, so I'm yeah. just gonna go six point. Right. Oh really? Um, six nine. Yep. I got a uh, three point eight. Oh Christ! <laughs> No, you can't be serious. Dead serious. How? It's a bad God. movie. Not that bad. Chris Catan alone is worth at least a four. Three point three. I forgot about that. I deduct <laughs> half a point for son of a bitch. You can't, no. <laughs> Rob, stop it. Uh so yeah, I actually um Rob's gonna get mad at me. Cause all of my words sided with him. Uh, but I actually have written down in my notes that I felt like this was about a 6.9 on the rewatch. Holy shit, Rob, you hear that? 6.9? Yeah, Yeah, dude! You know what, it's because she's drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Rob, this this wasn't that bad, man. It wasn't. (sighs) That's, because going into it, I will say, this is another one where the rewatch kind of got me, because I was planning on giving it, like... around a four or a five at most and then i rewatched it and it's it's not nearly as bad as i remember like it's not good but it had some nostalgia it had some entertainment value aside from just generally not being scary like i it it wasn't terrible no oh jeez i didn't mean to do that <laughs> one i'm sorry <laughs> all right all right see rob come on you kind of we're right on this one I gave it a 3.8. I mean, I don't think that's that bad for this movie. That is really bad. That is... That's the second lowest score you've given. You gave a 3.8 to Santa Jaws and your reality score for it. And then you gave a (laughs) 2.8 to Jason Takes Manhattan, which I'm still waiting to be revised, by the way. (laughs) I'm waiting for that memo. Go ahead, wait. Keep waiting. You really put this down at fucking... Santa Jaws level, man. Come on. I mean, I kind of feel bad for Santa Jaws, to be honest with you. Oh, shit. I will say every time I rank something that I complain about this much higher than Santa Jaws, I do feel a little bit bad. Because <laughs> Santa Jaws is my lowest rated right now, yeah. I think. Well, that's just sort of the nature of rankings, though, right? I mean, like, I can love a movie like Santa Jaws, but also yeah. recognize that it's not a masterpiece. <laughs> You keep it real. You gotta keep it real. Yeah. I mean, I, I gave I gave Santa Jaws a four point nine on on a B movie scale. I mean that that's a that's up there from three point one. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Rob tanked the fucking. Uh, well, he didn't really do too much damage to it. 
The average of this one's a 5.8. So, yeah. I can live with that. I mean, that seems a little high, but... I would have liked it to be a 6, but, you know, Catan hater over here, I don't want to ruin that one. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, nothing else to say. I'm sure Rob's done with this. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've been done for a little while. <laughs> Um, I gotta find another horror movie Chris Kattan's in. Pick that one. Sharknado 5. No, <laughs> Global not. Swarming. Please don't make me do that one. <laughs> um, well, no, not just that one. We gotta watch the whole series. We can't just start with 5. Yeah, why would you start with 5? <laughs> you know what? You're right, Rob. And then we can do the Leprechaun series after that. <laughs> uh, Alright, guys. Go check us out at SlasherRadio.com We're at SlasherRadio on Twitter. I'm at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. Also, you can check me out on Twitch. I do some streaming on there Friday the 13th. Uh, you know, the occasional other games I sprinkle in here and there. So uh, twitch.tv forward slash slash radio. Um, I got a cool little overlay up on that bitch. And uh, yeah, it's, we're, having, uh, we're having a good time on there. IR Chris was harassed the other night. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Too bad I couldn't have joined. That would have been great. <laughs> Sarcastic. Rob, where are they finding you? I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob123. You can listen to my other show, This Horror Life, wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. I'm on Twitter at cat underscore velour, V O L E U R. And you're not going to mention the uh, the other thing? What's the matter with you? What? The, the YouTube channel. Get your plug straight, cat. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. You can also. <laughs> listen, I've had a few. <laughs> we had technical difficulties. I got a refill during the break. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, I knew it when you gave that movie a six point nine. I knew something was wrong. <laughs> uh, you can also uh, check out the my other channel. My other channel. I can't say that. Uh, you can check out the other channel that I contribute to, Blood Binge, over on YouTube. There we go. And uh, yeah, that's it, guys. So check us out next week. Love to Chris Catan. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio podcast. I'm going to let this bitch play out in the outro, Rob. What do you think about that? That song sucks. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Dude, the beef with Chris Kattan. I can't get over I it. I don't get that guy, man. I don't find him funny. He annoys me. Just his like his voice and his face annoys me. Wow. I feel like if I, I shouldn't even reach out to him to come on the show. He's just going like, to end up cursing at him it depends on how much his voice annoys me when he's talking 
I can picture him getting into his acting career and telling us about how he struggled to make it as an actor. And Rob just like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what was your backup plan? It's not too late to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, usually when you have two people who work together and then uh, those two people split, one goes on to great success and the other becomes Chris Kattan. Oh, Christ. <laughs> You know, like, because he worked with Will Ferrell and Night at the Roxbury. I wonder which one of those guys came out on top. Chris Kattan did all right. I mean, look, I said he, he did better than me. He got more money than I do. I ain't never right. been in no movie. He's a millionaire. But, you know. I don't like him. He's such a likable guy. He was Corky Romano. I didn't see that dumb movie. You just break my heart. And I think a big... Oh, no, we lost Rob. Why'd you say, oh, no? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll just carry on. It's fine. <laughs> um, oh, God, I'm getting a message on Twitter. I wonder who it is. <laughs> also, connection to the service attempting to reconnect. What did he do what does he uh, ever do <laughs> i know dude i would love to break into his house and just take all his socks <laughs> it would be oh god it'd be great but he's got an attack beagle now <laughs> i'm not worried <laughs> <laughs> i think you're exactly as worried as you need to be about the attack beagle <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably about right on point with it Oh, man, I am so glad I have this backup thing running because I don't know how this thing acts with disconnects. 